Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Did you know, compared to 16 years ago in 2002, the average person buys 60% more clothing and keeps them for half as long? Our guest today is the host of Green Dreamer podcast, the founder of Conscious Fashion Collective, an author and a Duke Certified Integrative Health Coach. She's also been named Millennial Pioneer in Sustainable Living by Half Stack Mag and is one of the top wellness influencers by Origin Magazine. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Kamea Shane. Hi, Kamea. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. You are most welcome. Um, Kamea, how did your sustainable journey start? I would say that my initial interest in nature and wildlife was really innocent, just like a I just always was fascinated by wildlife and drawn to nature. Like I watched Animal Planet and Discovery Channel with uh my parents and my brother growing up. So it was just really fascinated by how everything works in this complex ecosystem or the ecosystems on our planet. Yeah, so I would say initially it was just a really innocent love for animals and for nature. And throughout high school, I volunteered at an animal shelter. I also uh, worked at the panda conservation in China and also at the sea turtle conservation in Ostiano, Costa Rica. So in those places, I got to learn in more depth how these projects operated. And yeah, again, just came from like a really innocent love to begin with. Like when I heard that, you know, animals are going extinct, uh, plant species are going extinct, like that just didn't sound good in general. Like, why are they dying? Um, I didn't really fully understand all of that. And it wasn't until university when I studied environmental studies did I come to see how humans played a role in all this and how humans were driving deforestation, habitat loss, urban sprawl, air water pollution, loss of nutrient-rich topsoil, everything that negatively impacts our health and also the health of Earth's ecosystems, including all of the creatures, the microorganisms, plants, animals, even the species that we've yet to discover, just all of these creatures within our Earth's ecosystems are being impacted by human activity. So connecting the dots and then also later on reading this book called Ecologist's Guide to Fashion, that's how I personally might impact other people and the environment through my personal consumer choices because I loved fashion at that time and I still do. I was the person that never wanted to be seen out at social events wearing the same thing twice. So I was very much a consumer of fast fashion. So reading that book was really eye-opening for me because on the one hand, I cared a lot about sustainability and the environment. I was studying environmental studies to see uh, what we can do to turn this around. And on the other hand, I was living in a way, you know, being a fast fashion consumer that was misaligned with my values because I then understood the dark sides of fast fashion and the environmental impact of that. So it was just a chain reaction from there, like seeing how humans connected to this picture, seeing how I personally connected to this picture and learning more and more. Wow, that is some journey. 
And I have to say, especially with the fast fashion, because it's something that I've only come to know about, like, you know, in um, in the last few months, because I, I just, you know, never really thought about it in such a way. And now ever since I like kind of know about all of these things and like the fair trade and, you know, all of these factories and you hear about Rwanda Plaza and all of these things and you're like, you know, wow, how how have I not known about this previously? And, you know, how you can kind of bring that into your life. And I have to say that is something that is really, really interesting for me. And the more I like learn about it, the more I kind of, you know, it's like all of these hidden price tags that you often find um, that you don't really see until you dig a lot deeper. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And the thing is that like everybody wears clothes or most people in this modern day wears clothes. So even if people might not inherently be interested in fashion as like a as a personal passion, like they still at some point will need to shop for clothes, which means that they can have a positive impact as well through the decisions that they make. And you are the founder and creator of Conscious Fashion Collective. Would you be able to tell our crazy birds a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I actually started that out as a personal blog. So it's been through, it's evolved quite a bit over the years. It was initially, I think it was like Kamea's word or something, and it was more personal, but I pivoted because I didn't want it to just focus on me and the brands that I either personally bought and wore or partnerships with brands because there are so many amazing brands out there once I started doing more research um, on this topic. And I feel I didn't feel the need myself to literally own something from all of these brands in order to talk about them. I just wanted a space to share all the options that we have out there. So like people also have different styles. So something that I wear might not resonate with someone else's style. But by having this just be a lookbook that I curate, I can offer tons of different options for people who don't really have the time to do all this research and just want to have the more conscious options in front of them with photos and with uh, all the details that they need to know. Wow, yeah, that's amazing because, I mean, like, it's really hard to find a lot of eco brands. I mean, if you if you just got, you know, got to know our fast fashion and, you know, everything you hear and you see is kind of like that leans towards fast fashion and you want to know more about eco brands, I found it in particularly very hard to find, you know, which brands are ethical clothing brands and where do they get their stuff from so to have a platform like yours you know where it makes those things easier is really really helpful yeah I mean sustainability in of itself is a really complex topic and generally speaking people run away from things that are complex or frustrating to understand so I think it's important for people working within the sustainability field to try to make it as easy as possible for people not to oversimplify things because we can also do that but to at least show people all the options that they have and all the little simple things that they can do and why would you say it is important for people to start being more conscious of what they are wearing this is such a huge topic i would say literally everything in a garment's life cycle is the reason we should be more conscious so if you think about 
a garment's life cycle, beginning from uh, how the raw material is grown or extracted, the condition of the farmer or makers involved, how the materials are then processed, dyed, finished with chemicals, how the media or the brands themselves present their sales messages to us, which can impact our mental health, how the fabrics themselves and chemical residues on those fabrics can impact our health as wearers, and obviously where this goes after we toss it out, because we talk about throw away, but, and I didn't say that there is, there is no such thing as a way it's going to just end up in some other corner of our earth. So the material composition of uh, the fabrics is really important in determining what can happen after it gets tossed out. So every single step in a garment's journey obviously has some sort of impact either directly or indirectly on our mental, physical, environmental health, which is why there's a lot to take in, but it's also why it's helpful for us to begin to get more curious about this. And I feel like oftentimes fashion today is viewed as something that's superficial. Like if you take a special interest in fashion, that's because you're obsessed with how you look or something like that. But I think what's more dangerous is people not caring about what they wear where it comes from, who made it, with what material. And the reason that it's viewed as something that is more superficial today is because mainstream brands and the media have completely disconnected the customer from the actual real story behind the product. So the price of something ends up not really reflecting the social labor and environmental input, but just the image that the brand is trying to portray. You know, is it a supermodel wearing this product? What's the location or setting that the advertisement is in? Who are they targeting as their target customer? Is there like a brand name slapped on this product? So I feel like fashion feels superficial today because that's what we're being told. We're not being shown the substance, the real stuff behind the scenes, the people animals, plants, raw materials and chemicals being used. So I would just reiterate that to look at fashion as something that is superficial, that doesn't matter, that shouldn't require much thought because it's shallow and you shouldn't obsess over what you look like or what you wear, that would do a major disservice to our health and the health of every person, animal, plant involved and our planet as a whole. And that's why we need to be more conscious. Exactly. And I also feel like uh, a lot of us would keep on buying all of these clothing items and we also don't realize, so obviously, you know, all the resources that we need to think about. And also, if you look at the water footprint of a lot of these items, you might think, yeah, I own like three jeans and it's not really a big deal. But when you look at the how easy it is for you to purchase the jean, throw it out after a few months because, you know, you don't like it anymore or you bought another pair that was on sale and you just don't have enough space, you know, like something like that, it it's about 11,000 liters of water to make one gene. And I feel when people kind of educate them around issues like this, and they realize how much energy it took, how much actual labor it took, and how much, you know, resources it took to make that pair of jeans, or any clothing for that matter, they kind of think about it different. And I, I well, I hope that it helps them to not purchase more clothing 
as easily and to, you know, see where they can make changes in their actual wardrobe as well. Exactly. And that's why when we have jeans or clothing that are like $7 for a pair of jeans, that feels like it's too good to be true once you realize the amount of uh, environmental resources put into it and the amount of labor that goes into it. It seems like it's too good to be true. And that's because it is too good to be true. And there's a lot of negative externalities that are not taken into account into this final price tag. And so that final price tag doesn't reflect the true cost of making that piece of clothing. Kamea, you are the author of a book titled Thrive. What inspired you to write this book? And what do you want people to experience when they are reading this book? Yeah, so at the time that I was writing this book, I felt like health was very much focused on a few like very trendy things like maybe fitness, diet, and recovery. And I feel like I felt like mental health wasn't focused on enough and also environmental health wasn't even really in this picture of health. So I wanted to just share a more holistic approach to healthy living that helps us to connect to each other more deeply and also to our planet because obviously we can't be healthy without, like we can work out every day, sleep well every night, eat a balanced diet full of whole foods, we can have great social relationships. But at the end of the day, if, if the water that we're drinking every day were contaminated by toxins or chemicals, if uh, the air we're breathing every day, just walking around is polluted, if the foods that we're eating are either contaminated by toxic chemicals, or they're lacking in nutrients from having grown up in nutrient depleted soils, there's no way that we can be healthy, no matter how hard we focus on fitness on eating whole foods, because that alone doesn't tell the whole picture. So yeah, I just felt like we needed a more holistic way of looking at health. And this topic can be really overwhelming. And there's constantly contradictory information out there about what is good or bad for our health. So it was really important for me to root the book in research. So the book is based on research, but there's over 200 citations for uh, scientific articles or papers. And I wanted to make sure that, it, that it's also really straightforward because a lot of this research can be really complex or dry to read if you just read the research themselves. But I wanted to kind of bridge the two worlds. To, so to help make conclusions from these research in a very straightforward conversational way, focused on simple, actionable steps. So my hopes are just that people will feel more connected and whole after reading the book and also feel empowered by all the little simple actions that they can take to improve their health and enrich their lives and also help improve the health of our planet. That sounds amazing. And where can our crazy birds actually purchase this book? Yeah, so it's only on Amazon. It's printed on demand, which means it's only going to print if somebody orders one, so hopefully that can help reduce waste or overstock. But it's on Amazon. If you search for Thrive and last name Shane, you'll be able to find it. Oh, cool. Thank you. We'll definitely check that out. And you started earlier this year with your podcast, Green Dreamer. And I find it so inspiring to listen to it. What was one of the key reasons why you wanted to start a sustainable podcast? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you for being a listener. I'm truly so grateful for that. I would say that it's a podcast to support people wanting to learn about sustainability with an open mind because there's a lot of nuance to this topic. So with the podcast, I really wanted to help take apart some of these complexities and to help us learn together to understand sustainability from all different angles 
understanding how sustainability may be intersectional with other social, public health, and environmental issues. And so, yeah, I think I started this. One of the primary reasons is because we're at a time when our social and environmental problems can be really large scale and overwhelming, oftentimes doom and gloom. But when we feel helpless, when we feel hopeless, we also then feel paralyzed. We shut down, we curl up in a ball and might decide not to do anything because we might feel, obviously, if we're helpless and hopeless, we'll feel like there's nothing we can do. And that's how a lot of sustainability messages, at least in mainstream media, make people feel. And so I really just wanted to provide like a safe, warm, inclusive, uplifting and inspiring space for people so that we can all learn what it takes to live our best lives for ourselves and also feel motivated to contribute in whatever ways that we each can for the world. That's amazing. And you've almost reached 100 episodes. I am super yes. excited <laughs> about that. Yeah, we're going to hit number 100 just before the end of this year. So that will be like a big... <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I'm definitely going to link up the podcast in the show notes. If you would love to listen to her podcast, I highly recommend it. Do check it out. Um, they've got some awesome awesome guests that you've had previously love it as well I find it very inspiring and it is like what you said you know in this field there is so much like doom and gloom you know people are being so negative and you know I feel that people every day you should kind of you know do what you can and not try to like you know transform the world overnight because realistically that is just not possible. And I think when people, you know, listen to stuff that is kind of doom and gloom, you know, if we don't do this, we are all kind of screwed. And if you hear stuff in a positive manner and you take like little bite size at a time, then obviously that will have such an impact, much more than, you know, just this whole doom and gloom, you know, we're all screwed and what do we do now? So yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you for that and really excited about the next few episodes that you are launching as well or releasing. <laughs> thank you. And you've also been working very hard on a very exciting new planner. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Of course. So I'm currently, well, I don't know when this episode is airing, but uh, maybe by the time this airs, it will already be out, but I've been working on a 2019 Green Dreamer Planner, and it really goes along with the mission of the podcast, which is to support sustainability-driven creatives, entrepreneurs, and activists. So with that mission in mind, the planner will feature uh, our major environmental and wellness awareness days within the calendar, so then we can have a heads up of when these days are coming and maybe prepare content in advance to share with our friends, with our audiences, or just to take part in these awareness days. Uh, it'll also include research-based goal-setting guides. Um, I think it's definitely one story to have goals for ourselves. It's a whole other story to actually reach those goals because it is really hard to uh, instill new habits and to take action on things. So there are research-based goal-setting guides to help us in achieving the goals that we want for ourselves and for other people. Uh, there are also 101 simple action steps that we can take for our mental, physical, and environmental health, kind of deduced from Thrive because that also focused on these three areas. So we'll have like bite-sized simple actions within the planner as well. And I'm probably going to miss something here because there's a lot more in the planner, but there's also additional blank uh, bullet journal pages at the end of every month because everybody plans and organizes differently. So people can 
customize their planning to whatever would be most helpful to them. And on the technical side, it's printed on FSC certified paper with soy ink. And I actually haven't told a lot of people yet, but with every purchase of a planner, 50 trees will be planted. So that's five zero. So it's literally like a forest because we really have to speed this up. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. I'm very, very excited about that as well. And where can we go to actually purchase one of these? So you'll be able to find all of this information at greendreamer.com slash planners. So I'll put all the information there. I will also definitely link that up in our show notes as well that take you to that website directly as well. Kamea, what has been one of your most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth? I would actually say that it was starting the podcast, starting Green Dreamer podcast, like I do try to be a conscious consumer and all that jazz, but I'm so imperfect, uh, I believe, just like most other people. And I know that I don't have what it takes to save the planet by myself. It's kind of like what you mentioned earlier, when we put so much pressure to do this like all alone, that can paralyze us. And I know I don't have what it takes, and I'm not here to save the planet by myself. I think that it really has to be a collective effort at this point, and also target it more and more and at things that can drive policy and systemic change as opposed to just lifestyle change or conscious consumerism because it just has to be easy accessible convenient and more affordable to live healthily and sustainably in ways that can also ensure we have a healthier planet going forward into the future and it has to be easier for businesses to be responsible and to do the right thing that can also benefit our world than it is to cut corners in ways that harm our planet that also currently are getting subsidized and not penalized when they do do that, when they do cut corners. So personally, I was very much focused on conscious consumerism and lifestyle alone when I just started out, which I still think is important to do for ourselves and for the people and the players involved in the supply chain of whatever we're buying. But I think to create drastic positive change for our world, which is really what we need today. We really need drastic change done at a global scale. I think we really need collective and systemic efforts in order to do that. So for me, that was my podcast. I am getting to bring people together to inspire people to start projects, to contribute in whatever ways that they can, and also to learn together like ways that we can contribute to systemic change together. I'm really glad that you started with Green Dreamer and it's amazing how one decision can lead to so many different amazing things with me and my podcast as well. I've just been able to meet so many more interesting and amazing people that is in the field of sustainability that I would never have had the chance to meet if it wasn't for the podcast. So I'm sure you probably feel exactly the same. Totally. Um, so many inspiring people out there. And that really keeps me going. So I'm so grateful for everybody and for the work that you do as well. Oh, thank you so much. So we are going to move into the last questions, the final five questions. What is one social media account that you follow? Uh, I follow tons, but I would say one that really inspires me is Green Matters because they're constantly sharing positive news within the sustainability space. And it is important to feel like we are making these wins, which we are. So it's important to recognize them and celebrate them. So it'll also um, make us feel confident about our abilities to keep going forward. So I love Green Matters for that. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? I hope that we collectively see how 
interconnected we all are, which also can, which also might be able to inspire more harmony among humankind and less division. I hope that we get to thrive together with each other and with our planet. And really going back to basics, clean air, clean water, rich biodiversity, which really impacts like the entire planet and also healthy food sources for us if people just care about public health and also having balanced and healthy ecosystems to be a part of. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? This might actually be a little little counterintuitive, but I would actually say to just take good care of yourself first. Like airlines always say, put your own mask on before assisting others. I think it's really important for us to be in our best health uh, in order for us to bring about our best service and work to this world. Like that's how we're gonna be the most productive, have the most energy, feel the best, have the most creative ideas. So I would say just start by making sure that you're getting everything you need to be well. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? I don't think there's one thing that I say. I really don't preach to people up front without knowing the context. It's also just not my personality to do so. But what I would do is to get to know the people first and ask questions, learn about them, where they come from, what they care about, and then see what the most relevant topic is that I can bring up to re- that I can bring up related to sustainability that would interest them because it's related to whatever they're already interested in and also would be able to help them achieve their goals. So I don't really have a one size fits all fact or approach to sharing sustainability. Um, I think it's really important for me to just listen first. And where can people find you? So you can find the podcast at greendreamer.com. Subscribe to it for free, iTunes, Stitcher, any podcast app. Since you listen to this one, I'm sure you know the drill. Um, And you can also find me personally on Instagram at Kamea Shane. That's K-A-M-E-A-C-H-A-Y-N-E. Kamea, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your journey with our crazy birds. All the best with the upcoming planner launch, as well as all the wonderful things that you are working on. We will be sure to keep an eye on your podcast and social media to stay updated. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all you do, um, everything that your listener is doing as well. Just let's keep going. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with a bonus Top Tip Thursday every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.